Hey, hey, Firestarters, welcome back to another episode. And oh my gosh, am I excited for today. I know I say I'm excited a lot about our guests, but today is really special for me because this is a woman who has been such an incredible mentor to me. And I am just like beyond excited to get to share her with you and have you learn from her and hear all of her incredible insights. And you may or may not be seeing her at some things in the future. So hint, hint, wink, wink, get excited. I am so pumped to introduce you to Jess DeRose, formerly known as Jess Glazier. She is a former celebrity personal trainer and elementary school teacher turned multi-million dollar entrepreneur. She is the founder of Digital Business Evolution, which is such an amazing company with such an amazing cause. They're helping build online entrepreneurs. So helping people create really incredible businesses. So the woman has an incredible rap sheet in the entrepreneurship space, but it is her heart and the reasons and methods behind what she does and the impact that she wants to make that really draws me to her as as a mentor. And that is what I'm so excited for you to get to see today is just the way that she builds her business, because I think it's so different than the hustle harder, do all the things, try all the stuff methods that we tend to see out there. So in this episode, you're going to hear us get into what it actually looks like to grow and scale a business, but we're also going to get into what it really looks like to invest in yourself and believe in yourself at that level of entrepreneurship and how to do all of that while making a huge impact. So I am just so pumped for you to get to learn from her on how to grow and scale your crazy big audacious dream and do it with impact in mind. So without further ado, let me dive in with one of the greatest women that I know. And let's get started with Jess. Hey there, gorgeous. And welcome to the females on fire podcast, the place to be. If you're an audacious dreaming woman, ready to ignite your influence, burn your limitations and spark your success. I'm your host, motivational speaker, marketing coach, and Dr. Pepper lover, Haley Luckadoo. And together with the most incredible women I can find, we're going to bring you the best business and personal growth advice to help you create a profitable biz and step into the highest version of yourself. So welcome to the club, Firestarter. Now let's start turning that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Hey, want to know a secret? We've got a good one for you. Females on Fire is going live and in person with our first ever Females on Fire conference. And we want you to join us. Come join us in Dallas, Texas, August 10th through the 12th of 2023 for our first ever conference that is going to take your business and your personal growth to the next level. This is not your mama's business conference. And we want you there. We're going to bring together 300 women in a room that is going to feel like the fun and friendship and high vibe energy of your slumber party days. But we're going to do it with the business tips, the marketing strategies, the action steps, and all of the tools you need to step into your higher self. 
We're going to bring together the best speakers in the industry, tons of fun surprises. And of course, we couldn't have a conference without a dance party. Like I said, not your mama's business conference, a full day of business, a full day of personal growth, learning from the best mentors and meeting all the right people to grow your network and help you step into that higher version of yourself and higher version of your business that you've maybe been dreaming of for a while. That is what the females on fire conference is all about. And we wanted to make it affordable and easy and just a simple yes for you. So come join us. Tickets are on sale right now. They are the early bird pricing that you will never see again. And with tons of fun bonuses that you're going to want to grab. So head over to femalesonfireconference.com and join us in Dallas next August for the conference that I guarantee is going to change your business and change your life. Hi, Jess. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Haley, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited. You've been, I've been following you for so long. So <laughs> like, crazy. You know, like crazy stalker long. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm like so excited to finally have you on the show. I've had your name on a list for a very long time oh. and, you know, finally met you at a mastermind retreat and was like, I'm going to just grab her and ask her if she'll come on the show. So thank you so much for being of here. Of course. I'm so glad that we can check the name off the list. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So tell everybody, for those that don't know you and aren't stalking you, uh, tell everybody a little bit about you, especially how you got to where you are. You've, you've done so many incredible things at this yeah, point. Thanks. So I'm Jess Glazer DeRose, and I'm a business coach and mentor. I'm the founder and CVO, the visionary officer of Digital Business Evolution, as well as host of the Digital Business Evolution podcast. And we help people build businesses online. We help them build from the ground up. We help them scale into multiple seven figures. I, you know, the famous sexy story people like to tell is that I was able to take my cute side hustle to a multiple seven figure business in about 18 months, but that's not the full story. Of course, um, I went through a lot of different pivots, a lot of different iterations. It's currently May of 2022. I had to look just now. And so uh, right now I've been doing the online business coaching thing for just under 10 years. So about nine and a half years. So it definitely wasn't some quick overnight success story, but for most of that time, it really was what I call my quote unquote cute side hustle. Because at the time I was actually working full-time as a phys ed teacher in an elementary school. I was also teaching health. I was working as a personal trainer nights and weekends just to make ends meet. And of course, waitressing and bartending. So I've had a lot of different experiences. I worked as a celebrity personal trainer in New York city for 18 years. I actually went to school for my doctorate of physical therapy. I worked in the fashion industry for about a year and a half living on my brother's couch in Manhattan, like every good, you know, 22 year old does living on somebody's couch. Um, but I've had a lot of different iterations. So currently at this very moment, my husband and I are snowboarding from Arizona back to New Jersey with our little dog that we picked up. And, uh, we actually left Manhattan during the pandemic. We bought a 40 foot motorhome and we traveled the country for 14 months and we did 27 States. And it was during that time that I brought him into our company and continued to scale our team. So what you see today is just years and years and years of mistakes and challenges, lessons and learnings, pivots, and uh, we could go into all of it, but burnout and growth and 
all the different areas. So that's what I do today. That's what I do now. And the thing I'm probably most proud of would be definitely our client results. I think that's our biggest flex is the 20 million that our clients have brought in for themselves. We've helped create, yeah, nine millionaires and built a school in Ghana, Africa that we fund and maintain. So for the students over there and all of the community members that work at that school, it's just something really special and powerful. And uh, that's me. That's me in a nutshell. That's where we are today. I love it. I love yeah. it so much. So many cool things there, but I love that you highlighted that there's been like so many iterations of this. Mm. And, um, I was literally talking to somebody the other day about this, like idea of overnight success. Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, like a mentor of mine shared a tweet from somebody years ago. And it was like, it took me 10 years, 117 days and 30 hours or something to become an overnight success. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool. Cause it's like, I think we have this vision of, you know, we see the Instagram feed, we see people like making their millions and doing all of these things. And we're like, Oh, like, why is it so easy for them? Mm -hmm. And you don't realize like the 10 different pivots that they had and the, you know, hundred failed launches and all yeah. those different iterations. So I love that. That's like what you led with yeah. was there. There's all these different iterations that you have to go through before you can get to saying, my clients made $20 million and we built a school in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we named the company, the digital business evolution, because yeah. your business is a direct reflection of you and it will only grow to the extent that you do. So over the years, all of the growth that I've had, you know, I'm almost 40 now, all the growth that I've had and just awareness that's come up for me and the lessons and the mirrors that we've been able to look into the business naturally has grown. So the quote, cute side hustle started in health and fitness, because like I said, I was a trainer for 18 years. So yes, in 2012, I was emailing people workout plans and macros, and it grew into eBooks and then blogging and then paid Facebook groups and then in-person meetups. And then it was high ticket courses and just naturally kind of evolved over the many years into helping people in the industry. And trainers in New York were asking me, what are you doing behind your computer all day? How are you making all this <laughs> money? Right. Back in 2016, 2017. So it just sort of evolved into that. I never went to school for business. I have never taken a formal marketing class in my life and just through trial and error and lots of books and lots of mentors and lots of masterminds. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, learned a couple of things, but it's been a fun ride. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's, what's so cool. I always love hearing entrepreneurs that are like, oh, I've built this six figure business, this million dollar business. We're doing all of these really charitable things and we've helped our clients do this. And I love that you lead with that. It's like, who cares that I built a million dollar business? My clients are building million dollar businesses. Like yeah. that's, what's cool. Right. Um, but I love entrepreneurs who can say all of that. And it's like, they're high school dropouts or college dropouts, yeah. or they like never got, you know, a degree in marketing, but they're marketing their business and they're teaching other people marketing or whatever. Yeah. That's, what's cool to me is it's just like, anybody can do this. Like anybody yeah. can get into this and like the barrier to entry really is so low. And I yeah. think that's, what's cool is like the potential is there for you to literally build whatever you want. And I yeah. think that's just, that's an awesome thing. It's such an important conversation to have though, because the barrier to entry is so low and that could actually be really dangerous. And I'm yeah, seeing a lot true. of that happening in the coaching industry. So if you're listening right now, the barrier to entry is so low and the, the possibilities are endless and there really is no sky, right? There's no limit yeah. to what we can build and what we can do. And we all learn collectively. We all learn best from 
teaching and we all learn best from sharing our stories that goes back to you know back in the cave days we were writing <laughs> stories and hieroglyphics right and that's how we learn so by you just sharing your lived experience and your stories and perspective of what you've been through and what you've learned, you get to help the collective. We get to all, I say, a rising tide lifts all ships, right? I use yep. that quote all the time. And in quotations, let's be really mindful and cautious of the things that we are sharing and staying within our legal scope of practice and our zone of genius and, and asking for help and getting in the rooms that stretch us because it will continue to then create a safe container for all. Yeah. And just like staying in integrity, right? Like mm -hmm. don't, I mean, you know, not to get cheesy, but like, don't do anything you wouldn't want done to you. Like don't yeah. teach people something that, you know, you didn't create, like, you know, I know that education gets passed down. It's like, you learn from a coach and then you go teach people. Right. But like, find a way to make it your own, find a way to make mm -hmm. it unique. Like don't teach something if you haven't seen it work firsthand. And specifically, <laughs> yeah, specifically if you haven't made it work for you, yeah. um, cause I, you know, yeah, we could, we could probably get into a whole conversation about the coaching industry alone <laughs> and like all the problems with it. But I think at the end of the day, it is a cool thing that, that people can jump into this with very little experience next to no experience mm -hmm. and create something. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like you, I'm like, let's be in, in integrity about that. But mm -hmm. the fact that they can create something, I just think that's really cool. Um, but one thing I want to, I want to touch on, cause you mentioned this and I think our audience is a lot of women who are pretty much working toward their first six figures. They're kind of in yes. that boat. Um, and so I think this is kind of a, almost a pain point for them a little bit and you touched on it. So I want to kind of get into it how has mentorship and like getting in masterminds and, and hiring coaches and doing all those things, how has that impacted your business? And how did you even decide like the first time you were going to make that investment? What was the thing that made you go, okay, yeah, I can spend this huge chunk of money and it's yeah. going to pay off. Gosh, mentorship, masterminds, getting in the room, all of the above events, they've changed my entire business. I mean, I credit so much of the growth that I've had to all of those different things. And the first mentor or coach that I'd hired was back in 2013. I absolutely did not have the money. I was working full-time as a teacher. I actually borrowed money from my parents. Here I am at the time I was like in, I was 30, 31, 32, something. I saw an adult. I was an adult yep. and I borrowed $1,500 from my parents because I didn't have it. And we were living the quote unquote American dream, right? We were living paycheck to paycheck. We were completely house poor, my husband and I living in something we couldn't afford. And, um, I had to borrow money from my parents and it wasn't at the time, it wasn't this feeling or this question of, do I need this thing? I think I need this thing. It's going to get me to the next level. I had a job. I had a nine to five. I loved my life at a seven minute commute to work. It was incredible. Like I said, white picket fence, the whole, the whole American dream. And so it was a, it really truly was a side hustle. And I saw an opportunity with this woman who I loved and adored and I looked up to, and she had helped me in other areas of my life. So she actually had started as my fitness coach. I was doing bodybuilding competitions and she started as a fitness coach and just naturally she was older. She had built a very successful fitness business for decades. She had this business and she started to kind of offer some tidbits here and there. Shout out to Kathy. And <laughs> these tidbits turned into for her, wait a minute, I think I'm sitting on an opportunity. Let me dangle the carrot and see if it bites. And so she did, she dangled this carrot to a, my teammates and I, would you be interested in me helping you build your businesses? And so we all bit 
because everything that she had taught us to that point had worked and it made sense. And so I basically begged my parents, they borrowed me the 1500, which I'm not sure that I, I actually paid them back. Like I definitely <laughs> did later. I definitely did later I actually helped my dad retire, which was incredible. But, um, at the moment I never really paid them back for that, but they had a belief in me. My husband had a belief in me that I didn't, they saw something that I didn't, I never thought it would turn into something. We did not grow up in a family of entrepreneurs. I didn't know what an entrepreneur was until a couple of years ago. I already in my, my own line of sight was a failure because I actually, to your point, dropped out of my doctorate program. So did my undergrad, went into a doctorate program and dropped out after my first year because it just didn't feel excited. It didn't feel aligned. And so I already was a failure in my own eyes for not going after that, not being you know a doctor or having my doctorate. And so it kind of was just looking back, something to fill my cup. So I've had this pattern in my life. And if you're listening, this might be you right now. I've always felt a little unfulfilled and that's clearly an internal thing, but there's always been something in my life and in my body that's felt like I'm not getting everything I need or want with the room I'm in, the container I'm in, the life I'm living. And so this had come up. I worked eight years as a teacher, and this was towards the end of my time as a teacher. I think this was year six or seven. And I found myself grasping outside of myself for other things, hence bodybuilding competitions, right? I started putting myself into other areas, other rooms, other conversations, because while I loved my job and I credit every teacher out there, because what you do is incredible for me, it wasn't enough. And for me, I felt that the ceiling was literally and figuratively caving in on me. Like if you've ever been to an elementary school, the toilets are really small <laughs> and everything just felt really small. The conversations I was having felt small. The people I was surrounding myself with felt figuratively small and I felt like I couldn't breathe. And so while I'm super grateful and I, and you can have both, right? You can have gratitude and want more. That's how we manifest. Yes, absolutely. So while I was living in this amazing life, it felt like it wasn't mine. And I woke up day after day feeling like I was just the main character in somebody else's story. And I didn't know who wrote it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's a really icky feeling to have, especially when things are good, because then you start to judge yourself. Who am I to not be happy? Who am I to feel unfulfilled? How dare I not love every single second of every single moment of my life? And so I felt that way for quite a while, eight years of teaching, definitely the last four. So half of my time as a teacher, I felt very unfulfilled. And so while I was looking outside of myself for all of these different things, that's where I sort of accidentally built little businesses. The businesses were built because of my desire to fill a void, not, not to go be an entrepreneur. It was, gosh, I wish some of my friends would just, at the time we were living in New Jersey, I wish some of my friends would just go into New York city with me after school and take a $40 pop-in fitness class at one of these weird studios. That's doing like <laughs> surfboard yoga in the pool, biking trapeze, but none of my friends wanted to do that. And so it started with me literally getting on the internet and screaming, Hey, does anyone want to go take a weird fitness class with me? And that was my first business. It was called fit trips, friendship inspired training. And I was hosting monthly fitness only based. Yeah. Women's fitness field trips where we did a fitness class and brunch and that grew into something even bigger and more. And that's sort of where it all stemmed. But every time I've made one of these decisions, it's always been from a place of, I feel like something's missing. So I'm going to go create it. I love that though. I love that you like, I don't know. I feel like most people like sit around and they're like, I feel like something's missing. 
I need to go find that thing. And Mm. the fact that you're just like, I'm going to go create it. Like, (laughs) I think that kind of speaks to why you're a great leader though. And not a lot of people do that. And I think that's really cool, but it also just kind of goes to show you that like, you can literally just say, I'm going to go create the thing and go create what you wish existed. I know we hear that all the time, but it's like, you really can like, that's not yeah. just a cute saying on Pinterest. Like it's but to go like totally. And to go all the way back to your question, which I promise I'll answer, <laughs> right. The question was about mentorship. Yeah. So this thing doesn't exist. I want to create it. How question mark. And that's where the mentors have come in. Yeah. I don't know how to do these things. I don't know. At a, there was a point I didn't know how to use social media. Heck, I could still learn, right? Like TikTok, TikTok, no idea. Always changing. It's always changing, but it's like, okay, I don't know how. And that's the thing that stops people. Yeah, well, wouldn't it be nice? Must be nice. I'd love to go create it, but I don't know how. How do I build a team? How do I get the resources? Where do I start? Am I even an expert? Am I good enough? Will people want this thing? And so to collapse the time, if you will, to help me navigate the blind spots, it was like, you know what? why am I trying to reinvent the wheel? Here's this woman. This is where it started for me. Here's this woman who's already done the thing that I kind of sort of want to do. So yeah, I don't have the money. Let me get resourceful. And for me, I was fortunate enough to borrow the money from my parents. And so I started investing and then I took a gap of time. There were three years that I didn't invest. And there were three years that I didn't have a paid mentor. I had a lot of mentors on the internet that didn't know, right. That I was stalking. And then in 2017, when I decided to quit my job and go all in on this crazy, stupid idea that I had, that's when I was like, well, I need to hire someone. And now I've never not had one or multiple coaches. Yeah. I love that you pointed out that three-year gap too, though, because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we, you know, make that first investment and then we feel like we always have to be in a program or have a coach or whatever, or we're not like leveling up, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I think that gets kind of dangerous sometimes because it's like, it's that thing of like, if you're always learning, when are you implementing? Mm. You're always taking in, when are you ever actually putting effort out? So I think there's like a hard balance between like, you need, we always have mentorship. Like you were saying, I stalk people online all the time and learn all (laughs) the things, but uh, people who don't even know I exist. right? Right. But, but in terms of paid mentorship, it's like, you've got to find the balance between like, okay, when do I need to have somebody pouring into me and teaching me things and showing me which way to go? And when do I need to literally step back and implement what I've learned and, you know, actually go do the thing. And so I love that you kind of mentioned that little gap because it, it's probably giving someone permission right now to be like, after this program ends, I'm going to take a break. Yeah. And I think we've all become dependent on external validation, other people's opinions, voices, permission, methods, frameworks, and that's great and dandy and fine. But there's also a level of that inner work of hearing your own gut, hearing your own intuition, you know, being able to discern how you actually feel and making your own choices. And to your point, the creation, right? We're in such, we have consumptionitis, we have infobesity. So when can we take a step back and, and just breathe? And I don't think at the time that was my intention. I think at the time my intention probably was oh my gosh, I didn't become an overnight success. I'm not good (laughs) enough. I'm just going to keep being a teacher and not try any harder, or I'm going to continue trying by myself, which I think a lot of people also fall into that. I'm just going to try by myself. I can figure it out. I'm a smart person. There's enough resources. And I did for three years and it didn't do what I wanted it to do. So. (laughs) Yeah. 
put back to mentorship it was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think too, I think there's a mindset shift that has to happen before you make that first investment. And then also just to like, just to continue investing in yourself or to subsequently give yourself the permission to step back from it for a minute. I think there's a mindset shift that has to happen there. So what's your advice like to the people who maybe they know they need that next step. They know they need that mentorship, or maybe they've been, you know, burned in the past by it. Cause I know like I've had those where it's like you hired the coach or you bought into the program and you're like, they're teaching me things I already knew, like it wasn't worth it. So what's your advice for making that mindset shift to really get yourself to the next step and like decide what the next path is that you need to take to get where you want to go? Yeah. So I think it's twofold for me. There's two things that come up. And one is to your point of, I didn't really get what I wanted or what I needed, or this wasn't exactly the experience that I had hoped for. So for me, that is whether the word is trust or surrender or faith, whatever the word resonates with you, for me, it's trust. It's trust and knowing that we truly do get what we need, right? You, It's happening for you, not to you. And there's a level that of this that comes up with things like mentorship, because it's very easy to point fingers and we love, our ego loves to blame everybody else but ourselves. <laughs> and so when we go through an experience that maybe isn't what we expected, I think that's as powerful, if not more than the one where you did get what you quote wanted or what you thought you needed. Because those moments, those experiences, those mentorships, those containers, they're the ones that really hold the mirror up and it gets to teach you stuff about yourself. It gets to show you blind spots. It shows you things in, in our world. It might be business, but whatever your industry is, things that you actually don't want to do ways that you don't want to run your business. And that stuff is just as important because the contrast brings clarity. And so number one is trusting and knowing that whatever you choose to invest in is going to give you exactly what you need. Even if you can't see it right now, my favorite quote of all times is Steve jobs. You can't connect the dots looking forwards. You can only connect them looking backwards and you have to trust that they'll appear. And so these moments, these lessons, these challenges, the people that you meet, these are dots. And so there might even just be a person that you meet in passing that you don't even fully connect with, but in the future, this person comes back up in your life or they connect you with someone else that turns into something in your life. So number one is trust. And then number two is from, I believe one of your mentors as well, at least on the internet mentors, one of my favorite mentors and dear friends, Chris Harder. It's a quote that he said to me that changed my life in 2016. He said it directly to me right to my face. It stung really bad, but he said, dude, ego is your biggest overhead. Oof. Yeah. He's like, ego, ego is costing you everything. And it really is. So if you're sitting in a place right now where you want to invest, you want to join something, you think you should, you know, you, you know, maybe whatever this, that, and you're on the fence, your ego is literally costing you the next version of yourself. It's costing you the relationships. It's costing you the growth. And that ego could be both ways. One of thinking you're better than, or don't need it. You're good where you're at. And the ego of being afraid to ask and looking stupid or people thinking less than of you or weakness you know, asking for help is a weakness, whatever that might be, that is your ego speaking very, very loud. So when you can put your ego aside, that's when growth can truly happen. I think that's true of everything too, not just mentorship, right? Like I think a lot of the time we see people kind of, I don't want to say crash and burn, but like, you know, have those hiccups in business and stuff. And because everything is on the internet now, right? Like every we're showing 
every part of our lives on social media and stuff. And so like, it's so easy to watch somebody have a misstep. And I think a lot of times when we see that it is an ego thing. It's like, and I, I hear that a lot from my clients. They're like, I want to hit six figures. And I'm like, okay, what are you going to do with it? And they're like, I don't know. I just want to hit six figures. And I'm like, but why? Like, what is the reason? What is the why? And I think that's really important that we have a reason for doing things, right? You're not just investing because like you listen to this podcast and we told you to It's <laughs> investing because you really genuinely believe that that mentor is going to teach you something you don't know that that mentor has done the thing that you want to do, right? Or sure. you're investing for whatever reason, or you're posting for a reason. You're trying to hit a milestone for a reason. Like, I really believe that we have to, even if you don't see the whole vision yet, even yeah. if you don't really see the whole thing, I think we've got to like stick a more tangible goal on things and like attach something more tangible to it. Otherwise it's like, why are you doing what you're doing? And I think circling all the way back around to where you said it felt like something was missing. I think that's how people end up that way in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. It's like you dive into things because so-and-so was doing it, or sure. this really worked for them, or they launched this way, or when they hit six figures, they seemed happy. So I'll be happy too. It's like when we attach those like very intangible reasons to what we're doing, I think that's where you end up feeling really burnout and yeah. underfulfilled and sitting around going, I've got a dream business. I'm making great money. I'm working with clients. Everything looks good on paper. Why am I not happy? Yeah. Well, and I think that's the big conversation about alignment. Yeah. Everyone wants to feel aligned, of course. And it's like, well, but is it your way? And when you talk about the why, I think of carrots. I always say, don't judge your carrot. And so when we imagine chasing after a carrot, which I'm probably the only person who would chase after a carrot. Most people would look, <laughs> look for a cookie or a donut, but you're thinking of, you know, you're on this treadmill and we're chasing after this carrot that's dangling in front of us, which by the way, you'll never catch because it's at a perfect distance in front of you and it's attached to you and you're never supposed to catch it. We so often will judge the carrot and we'll feel like, well, I can't just want to hit 10K months because that's vain. That's bad money, taboo, whatever that might be. I shouldn't want to just do it because I'm looking for a new purse or a vacation or an experience or whatever the carrot is for you. The key is not judging your carrot because what I have found both in business, in financials, in being a trainer for 18 years, our carrot, the human carrot typically starts as something that is vanity metric. It typically starts, you know, I trained thousands and thousands of clients over the years in personal training. Not one, never, not one ever, ever, ever came in to not change their physical appearance. Yeah everyone's carrot at the beginning was, I want to lose weight. I want to get toned by the baby weight. I want to get stronger. Like I want to look different, right? I want to shred for the summer, whatever that was. But after a while, after time, it becomes, oh, I love feeling strong. This is amazing. I'm addicted. The endorphins, I want to run a race. I'm going to join Spartan do a, you know, I want to do American Ninja Warrior. Can you help me get 10 pull-ups? And over time, the carrot changes. So if you're sitting here right now and you're like, yeah, but I hear you. Yeah. But like, I really just need to make an extra thousand dollars a month. Like I really just need to help pay the bills. Fine. Then let that be the carrot. Let that be the thing that gets you motivated and then lead from a place of impact because the more impact we make, the more income we can make. And that's a cycle. And so the carrot can absolutely start with a financial. The carrot can absolutely start with, I really just want the new iPhone, right? Whatever it is for you, let it be that thing. And then over time, hopefully there's self-awareness and growth and that carrot starts to expand. But for most of us, the bigger things that you might see, the end 
you know, now I'm more interested in investing in companies and I'm part of startups and all these things now are happening. But at the beginning, it's not that they weren't my carrot. That was just so far away. That was so foreign. That was so impossible that it wasn't enough to get me up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and I think that permission is everything though, you know, like just to be able to know that like, if I want to make a hundred thousand dollars so I can afford to buy a purse anytime I see it and, yeah. and you feel good about that, then why is that wrong? You know? And it's like, but I know like if I hit a milestone, I know I'm going to do good with that money. I know I'm going to make an impact, right? I know I probably made an impact just to get that money. Yeah. And so I think like, it's that reframe and that permission that I think when you give yourself that it really changes your perspective on why you're hitting certain milestones, but I'm just like, attach the why, like, even if you think it's vain, even if you think it's silly or nobody else gets it, or, you know, it sounds selfish to say, or what, just attach the why and know totally. what your why is, because yeah. I think at the end of the day, that's what keeps you from going, Oh, I just want to hit six figures or a million dollars or whatever, because she did. Yeah. And I think that comparison is where we're getting stuck a lot of the time. Absolutely. And it's like, I can sit around and be like, oh, I want to build a million dollar business because that's what all my mentors did. But it's like, I don't even like, I can't comprehend a million dollar business. Sure. I'm not even close to that, you know? So it's like, yeah. how tangible is that goal really right yeah. now? And it's interesting too, because humans are meaning making machines. So I'll be the first to tell you if you want to hit six figures, if you want to hit a million, go for it. I fully support yeah. you. I don't even know you. And I fully support you. Not you, <laughs> the listener, right? Like I am all for it. I will cheerlead for you until I don't have a voice left, but I will also tell you that when you get there, that arbitrary there, nothing changes. There's no parade. Yeah. yeah. There's no parade. There's no balloons that fall from the sky. And so when you make those things mean anything about you or your worth, that is when you'll be extremely disappointed. Mm -hmm. And for me, I had to go through that not once, not twice, but like 10, 15, 20 times for me to understand the lesson. So you can hear me right now, but you still might be a person like me that has to actually be like whacked upside the head before I actually listen, <laughs> like taken out, you know, before I actually listen to the universe, God, spirit, whatever it is. And so if you're anything like me, I had to go through that a lot of times to finally understand that, oh, my worth really is not equal to how much money I'm making or how many followers I have or whatever that might be. That's my, that's my ego. And so go for the goal, go for the numbers, go for the thing, hit it. It's really cool. when you do, I'm celebrating you all the way and you're worth it no matter what. Mm, yeah. I love that you can have both. And I, that's something I talk about a lot just as a speaker is this idea that we're not there yet. Yeah. And I talked about, um, yet standing for you embrace today, you mm -hmm. can sub subsequently embrace where you are while also chasing big things. It doesn't mean that you're complacent where you are. It just means that you're embracing it and you're recognizing that getting the thing that you're chasing after isn't necessarily going to make you happier, more fulfilled, you know, it's not going to be the end of the line. There's always going to be something else. Yeah. So I, I love that so much. I want to ask you just kind of one more question to round it out, just to give them something like even more tangible to take with them. We've talked a lot about hitting six figures and hitting a million and all. And I know you've got nine clients that are millionaires now because of the lessons that you've given them. So what's your advice if somebody is chasing that money goal and they put their why on it and they're like, I want to get there, 
but they have no idea like what, whether it's six figures or a million or half a million or whatever, if they're like, I've never hit this before. I don't even know where to start. What are maybe like two or three things that you would say they need to focus on that? Like, this is where it will change things for you. Yeah. So a couple of things come to mind and I imagine almost like wiping my business clean. If I were to start over tomorrow, what would I focus on? And that's sort of how I'm receiving it. So the first thing I would focus on would be having a really clear understanding of yes, your why, but also what is it that you can do? What is it that you can teach? What are you an expert in? What's your lived experience? And really just knowing that story and knowing that content. Number two would be content. So we live in a content world. This is how we communicate with one another. Social media is an incredible tool when used correctly or when used effectively, I should say, there's no right or wrong, but in terms of marketing, it's an incredible free marketing tool. So it's all based in content. And then number three, which is really coming from the content. And it's the most important thing is relationships and building relationships. People buy from people. We are in a relationship built society. Social media is relationships. It all is right. Building a business that's huge. So focusing on my craft and really honing in on my messaging of what I do and how I do it. Number two would be the content that I'm putting out there and really understanding who am I speaking to and are they hearing what I need to say and just pumping out content, messy action, uh, done is better than perfect. I would way rather have C grade content than a content because a lot of C grade content slowly starts to turn into B and then that slowly turns into a right. And then relationships and really getting into that and building relationships. And, you know, we've built a team and I outsource a ton of things. I will not, and I never have outsourced relationships. So when you're talking to me on my text messages, it's me DMS, it's me emails. It's me because your relationships are everything. Relationship relationship capital is, is the most important thing in a business. So those would be the three things I would focus on. I love that. I love that. I always hear people say like your network is your net worth. Mm -hmm. I love that because I'm like, it's so true. And I'm, I've always said, I'll never outsource my social media because it's like, I want you to be talking to me. Right. And I respect that so much about you, but I love that you said those three things because it's like that could look so different for everybody, right? Like honing your craft that can look like you just like putting your head down, doing the work, getting better at it. It can look like moving forward and just like trying the thing till you get it right. It can look like investing in a mentor. Like all of those pieces can look so different for everybody, but it's like a tangible, like, here's your three-step plan, go out and figure it out. So I I appreciated that very much. Thank you. So we're going to close it out with our rapid fire round. These are just some like quick questions that I think are fun that I like to know. I think our listeners like to know. I hope they like (laughs) it. It's okay. It's okay. They're easy. I promise. Except maybe the last one. Last one's a little tricky, but uh, are you ready? Yes. All right. (laughs) You don't sound ready. (laughs) I was like, was that the question? Yes, I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. What is one thing, maybe it's a practice, maybe it's a habit, whatever that you do every day that just makes you feel alive and on fire. Hmm. I have lots of practices and morning rituals, but I'm going to have to just go with alive and on fire would be gratitude. Mm, Yeah. I love that. I love that very much. I do a gratitude journal, so I can appreciate that. (laughs) What is the last book or podcast that you loved? Uh, Alex Hermosi, $100 million offers. Yes. I think you recommended that to our like mastermind group. And I picked so it up. Good. Like, yes. Yes. So good. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, if someone asked, this is kind of funny that I asked this after everything we just talked about, but if someone were to ask you advice for their next investment in their business, what thing would you tell them to go do or tool or resource would you tell them to buy? 
Mm. I would say ask yourself a couple questions. And the questions would be, I wish I had these written down. I'm gonna go off the top of my head here. Is the person or the thing, the tool, the resource that you're investing in, has it or them, <laughs> have they done the thing that you wanna do? Mm -hmm. Do you align with their core values? Are they a stretch enough? Because I think a lot of times we fall into, this is comfortable, I like her, I like him. They feel like they could be my friend, um, which they should be, right? But are they a stretch enough? And does the investment make you kind of want to throw up a little bit, right? Like I would love it to be, I would love it to be a stretch. I've never made an investment that was easy. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that so much. I think that little bit of a stretch is everything. So I yeah. very much appreciate that. And have they been able to get their clients the results too, right? Because yeah. I think getting yourself the results is one thing, but being able to teach people how to do it is a totally yes. different thing. So those five questions. For sure. I love that. That's awesome advice. We are really big here at Females on Fire on elevating other people and shouting out other women. So who is one woman that you love to follow or love to learn from that you just want to give a shout out to? Ah, there's so many. I have the coolest, <laughs> I have like the coolest network of, of people and of women. I'm going to have to say someone that I am loving following in this very moment. It would be a cop-out if I said you, um, <laughs> I would have to say my girlfriend, Lindsay, Lindsay Schwartz. Ah, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. One of my favorite mentors. I yeah. absolutely adore her. So Thank you. I love it. Um, and then last question, this one's the tricky one. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given? Ooh, well, I gave you Chris's before when you kind of put me in my place and said, ego is your biggest overhead. I think the other piece of advice that would be super helpful, it would have to be around something around perfectionism and just nobody cares as much as you do. Mm, yeah. And it's just, it's not about you. It's about them. Right. And that constant reminder when we're showing up, when we're doing lives and we're putting out content, when we do a launch, it's, it's not about you. It's about them. I love that so much. Yeah. yeah. I heard, um, I think it was Amy Porterfield, maybe like a couple years back, um, tell a story of like one of her mentors, she was really nervous to go on stage and speak. And one of her mentors was like, if you're feeling this nervous, it's because you're making it about you instead of about them. Yep. And she was like, it was like an instant, like light bulb moment where I just, I didn't feel nervous anymore because it was like, if I go out there and mess up, but I still teach them what I know, then it was a success. And I loved that because it was like, you can go literally take imperfect action and people will still get so much value from it that it doesn't matter how you showed up. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Well, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can check out all the things you have going on and, and yeah. follow along. So I hang most on Instagram. I do have a brand new page, so I always mess this up, but my <laughs> new handle is I am Jessica DeRose. So you can come follow me there. Definitely shoot me a DM. I love chatting with people. Like you, like I said earlier, it is me. So shoot me a DM. Tell me a list of episode. Tell me what your biggest takeaways were. Of course, I've got my website. It's also jessicaderose.com. And uh, those are the two places I hang out most. And then our very famous signature program Empower, which is for the beginning entrepreneur who wants to really create a course or a coaching program. So that's coming up. I love it. Well, we will link all of that up in the show notes. <laughs> Definitely go check it all out. Hop on Jess's text list because yes. it's about tons of info about that. So we'll link it all up in the show notes. Go check it out. She's amazing. Jess, thank you so much, honestly, just for taking time out of your day and, and just sharing 
a lot of your own experience and what you've learned over the years. I think to me, the people I love following the most, and this is why I think I resonate so much with you is just the people who are willing to pull back the curtain and be like, Hey, this was not my first try. Like here's everything I went through and here's what I would recommend. And you do that so often. Um, so just thank you so much for being so transparent and just coming on and sharing your wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love these conversations. Like this is crazy. This is part of my job. (laughs) It's so fun. Love it. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com to check out this episode's show notes, find fun bonuses, or grab your Females on Fire merch. If you loved this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, leave us a review, and then share your favorite takeaway on Instagram and tag us at Females on Fire so we can repost you. Want more? Join us in the Firestarter Club, a monthly membership focused on helping you grow your business and your network. And tune back in every Wednesday and Friday for brand new episodes to keep you fired up for those big dreams.